You're listening to a sermon audio from Cypress Church. You can listen to more sermons on our website or by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. We hope you enjoy the sermon and invite you to attend one of our services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. My name is Kerry Coffin. I'm the pastor of Connection and Discipleship here. Uh, it's a privilege to get to invite a lot of people up to the stage and get to worship by looking at what God is doing in other people's lives. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Ron Jackson, our counseling pastor, who oversees a bunch of cool support group ministries, uh, people ministries that are helping people get through cancer and uh, that and family members and themselves through uh, grief, through uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. We've got all sorts of cool stuff going on here in this campus that help us to reach out to folks and to embrace people who are learning and growing and healing and seeing God work in their lives. And so we wanted to highlight one, a grief share. And I'm going to invite Stephanie Hathaway to come on up, who's helping lead our grief share ministry. Yeah, you can clap. She's been doing a great job. It's so awesome. Uh, Stephanie, um, I just wanted to ask you a couple questions. Uh, first, uh, what is grief share? Can you give us a, a synopsis of that? I sure will try. I'll tell you. God is doing amazing things in this ministry. And I'm not the only one that facilitates it. Randa Turnbow also facilitates it with me. And we actually met in Grief Share about six and a half years ago. And we have, as Randa would say, become forever friends. And Grief Share is a, a group where we reach out to the hurting. Because when these people come through our doors... They have lost loved ones, and it is a deep pain in their heart. So we try to support them. We show them that we love them. We even look around each week, and we go up and we give them a hug and show them that we're there for them. So it's just a really, really important ministry. And it's not only an in-reach program where we're reaching to people here in Cypress Church, but it's an outreach community because we are reaching out and people are coming in to this church through Grief Share. It's amazing how God is bringing people into this door. Yeah, and w- some of them want to reconnect with God. So we give them a Connections magazine if they do not have a church. And a lot of those people have come through the Connection mag- looking at the Connection magazine and actually have start coming here. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that is worth clapping for. So, Stephanie, it's cool to hear you say that, that you and Randa, who are helping lead this ministry, came to this ministry um, out of your own experiences of grief, too, found, found hope, found healing, and now you've turned around and you're helping lead this ministry. So that's just a beautiful thing. Um, I wanted to ask you also, what are some stories of what God has been doing in Grief Share recently? What is God up to? God is up to some amazing things. The first story I want to tell, and pa- Pastor Mike has introduced this person before, but that's Ray. He has a remarkable story. He had been coming to the church for about two and a half weeks before he came to Grief Share. And when he came in, he had told us that he lost his wife at 36 years. And Ray has helped us bring people in the door. One week, Ray was coming into church. He actually was running a little late. And he ran into this person in the parking lot. And Randa and another person had been praying for this person for over a year to come to Grief Share. 
and God used Ray to bring him in the door, introduced him to me, and the next week he actually came. And sometimes they don't go all the way through. It's a 13-week program with a video. We give them a workbook. The workbook's very important because it has an outline where they can follow along with the video and take notes, but also is exercises that they can do throughout the week that will help them with their healing. And another story I want to tell has to do with Laura. When Laura came to Grief Share, she was actually stuck in grief. And she had lost not one person, but six people throughout her life. And some of these people were under the age of 30. She had two, her grandparents um, lost their life to cancer, but then she had some friends that she lost one to a heart attack, one to a car accident, and another one actually to a murder. And when she came in, they had not found the person that had murdered her friend. But we pray for them every week, and as she came through, she came in one night and she said, they found the person that murdered my friend, and he's now going through the courts. So God is answering prayers in this ministry as well. And I'd like to wrap it up with one more story. Um, this person actually came to Grief Share on, in our last session, and I would also like to let you know that in your bulletin today, there is a schedule that shows you the next Grief Share, and it's starting actually this Thursday, June 28th, from 7 to 9, right over here in room 2. So if you've got people that you know that have not grieved or are really struggling with please send them our way because they will grow in this ministry. But the last one that I want to share is this person. I actually talked to her, to her on the phone before she came to Grief Share. And she told me, she said, you know, Stephanie, I'm a person that reaches out and encourages others. But honestly, I'm the one that needs encouragement right now. So she's been coming to Grief Share. And you know those people that you see on the street holding those signs advertising like tax services and cell phone companies. Well, she was driving around one day and she saw a, somebody holding a sign that says, Jesus loves you. And she was so touched by that. And so she took it a step further. She made these cards for each person that was in the group. And she says, Jesus loves, and she puts the, person, the person's name. And let me tell you, this touched my heart as well, because I put this where I do my devotions every morning. And it's really neat to walk in and see that sign that says, Jesus loves Stephanie. What a reminder it is. And so I just ask that you pray for the people in this ministry, for the people that God's going to bring through these doors. And also I want you to pray Miranda and I, that we can get some more people to help us out with Grief Share, because I envision this, this ministry is going to grow even more. Well, good morning. Uh, so glad that you're here. Stephanie, thanks for sharing about that. And I do have to give a, a little shout out to Carrie Couch. Uh, which way of Carrie? Yeah, just wave. That's Carrie Couch. Uh, Carrie really was the one who kind of got us started with Grief Share. How many years ago? about eight years ago. And uh, yeah, thank, thankful for the ministry God led you to start. And then you've passed it off to, to Stephanie and others. And, and, uh, and that also came out of uh, just a time of losing your husband. And, um, you know, I was actually was 
thinking about him the other day, not Ron. So, But uh, uh, welcome. My name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, just so glad that you chose to worship with us today. Uh, just, uh, you know, continue to pray for our students. You know, you may see some empty chairs around because we have so many people gone to Hume Lake and, and also are with our Khmer ministry or Cambodia ministry heading off to, or just coming back actually from Skinner Lake and they're having a great time in there. But um, any of you here were, any of you here last week? A few of you got to hear from uh, uh, a really handsome young man, <laughs> my son. Uh, uh, my son, Josh, had the opportunity to speak on Father's Day. And one of the reasons why I had asked him to, to share is that I wanted to, uh, I wanted to be good encouragement to you because God really used you in his life, uh, you as a church. Uh, he was one of those students that went up to Hume Lake, and, and many of you prayed for him. He was one of the ones, and you're going to see today as uh, that, that's heading off to Ecuador. We're commissioning our Ecuador team. He was one of the ones that got sent off to Ecuador, and you prayed for him. And those prayers made a huge difference in his life. And just as a dad, I want to say thank you for loving on my son. And Christy and I really appreciate that, of you partnering with us to, to really help raise him up. And, and you got to see some of the fruits of, of, uh, of his uh, life and him and the Lord. And you, you did a great job imparting God's wisdom and help him to be a fine young pastor that he is. And so Pastor Josh uh, started us on this new teaching series that you have. You have the worship folder there, Walking in God's Wisdom, uh, a summer in the book of Proverbs, because we all could use some of God's wisdom, couldn't we? <laughs> uh, wisdom is vital for life. God's wisdom is vital for life, and we need it really every day. Uh, I like how to function in relationships, especially when there's conflict, and <laughs> we really could use some wisdom in that. How to manage the money God gives us, we could use some wisdom there too. And and what to do with our time? You know, the reality about time is God has given each person the same amount of time every day. We all have twenty four hours. And how we are to manage that, we need wisdom in that. And how to care for the people that we love. Uh, how to raise our kids. How to make the most out of life. How to discover God's call on our life. And how to walk through the difficulties and traumas of life. Just like what Stephanie was talking about, about grief share. There's some times that we just need wisdom to know how to handle the difficulties and the issues and the struggles, especially with grief. How to deal with that. It's important that we deal with that well and wisely. And how to be the person God created us to be. See, we need what God's wisdom. And Will's wisdom really helps us. God's wisdom really helps us solve some of the, the puzzles of life. Uh, it's kind of like those annoying but intriguing puzzles. I've got a bunch of them down here. You know how, like, they say you can get this ring off of this thing by somehow, you know, twisting it around and somehow it comes off. And there were some people at the end of the second ser for service that said, oh, yeah, I know how to do this. And they had it almost off. And I'm going, how do you do that? It, it, it's, it's fun, but it's also struggling. Like this thing right here, this is supposed to be a square. I mean, it actually twists and turns, and somehow it gets into a square. Somehow. That's close. Yeah. You know, th this one, this one really, how do you get this little spiky ball outside of this thing. There's a way you kind of manipulate it. And they're just, they're just annoying, but they're a lot of fun. They're puzzles to try to figure out. And, and a lot of times life is like that. They're puzzles and mysteries. And we just need some, some, some knowledge because that's how it takes. It takes some knowledge, some experience and some knowledge. And then it's to apply that knowledge. And that's how we solve the puzzle because that's really the essence of wisdom. 
See, wisdom is applied knowledge. You learn how to do this, and then you apply it, and boom, you become wise, and you can be able to function and be able to solve some of the puzzles of life. It takes knowledge, and that wisdom is that applied knowledge. Wisdom is what happens when we take in God's truth and then apply it by living it out. And the Bible book of Proverbs are some practical bits of knowledge, and when applied, we become wise and we live more wisely in life. It's like this, and Proverbs has a lot of fun ones in there. I love this one. Proverbs 27, 14, it says, whoever blesses his neighbor with a loud voice rising early in the morning will be counted as cursing. Now, now remember, Proverbs are not promises, but they're practical bits of knowledge to apply to life. I applied this knowledge of life. I had to learn a little bit the hard way because, see, I am an early riser and my wife is not. And sometimes I get really excited in the morning and I come in and go, hey, honey, let's go for a walk. And it's loud. And she's just like, what does she think it sounds like to her? It sounds like cursing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she just needs a little more time to kind of, you know, wake up. And uh, I've already been up for hours, you know, bouncing around the house trying to figure out what to, do, what to do with my time. But Proverbs is helpful. And when we apply these great truths, we are wise and, and life is better. You know, I've learned how not to, you know, be obnoxious in the morning around my wife, just be a little slower. But, 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 but wisdom is applied knowledge and, and God gave us this wisdom so that we could be able to go through life and, and live the life God created us to live. For wisdom is that applied knowledge and, and wisdom is from God and part of God's character. Uh, Proverbs 3.19 says, The Lord is wisdom. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. See, God knows everything. There's nothing God does not know. He knows how gravity works. He knows how the solar systems work. And so he, he, he put that, apply, that knowledge and he applied it to the universe and the universe is wisely run. He understands how the earth needs to be at a certain access so that it will sustain life. And he, he, by his wisdom, he, he, or by his knowledge, he applied that and now the, the earth wisely moves as it does. He does the same thing with creation. He created all the ecosystems and, and all the way things work and the sun and the moon and the, the, the tides and the, the, the waves and all of those different things. He even created in mankind the, the, the amazing balance of, of enzymes so that we can, so life can happen within us. God, in his knowledge, applied it and it became wise. And now we live in that wisdom because the Lord founded, the Lord by wisdom founded the earth and by understanding he established the heavens. Well, as Job twelve thirteen says, with God, our wisdom and might, he has a counsel. He has counsel and understanding. And because God knows everything, he knows how to handle every issue in life, all the puzzles in life, God knows how to deal with. And so it makes sense to go to him and to take in that knowledge so that we can actually handle the, 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 the different puzzles of life. God's wisdom, or God is wisdom, and he wants us to discover his wisdom so we can live wise as he intended. So the question comes, where does wisdom start? Well, Proverbs tells us in Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, beginning of wisdom, and fools despise wisdom and instruction. And this morning, we're going to seek to understand a little bit more of what this fear of the Lord means. And yet also, there is another key element to grasping the fear of the Lord as we seek to walk in God's wisdom. 
And that other element, I'm going to introduce it by showing you a little video that kind of, some of you have seen this video, it's cute, but it's, it, it gets what I'm talking about. So check it out, see if you can figure it out. They can listen to me, listen to me. Like, like I do this all the time, and if I go out at the, at the house or the door, Matthew has his toys, and then Matthew has all his toys. Okay, but I have to yell at you guys. Linda, Linda, listen, 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 you. listen, Linda, listen. Okay, what? Like everything they do at this house, they can't trust everything at Grandma's house. Okay. Okay, then what? Then you're not listening to me. Then you're not listening to me. I asked you not to do something. Linda, but listen to me. Look at If we do something, if you get that out, that birthday off, you're going to break it. Okay, but I'm asking, I'm letting you know but that you cannot. No, I'm. Look it, look it. You're not listening to me. Linda, listen to me now. Listen to me now. No, you're not listening. I said no cupcakes, and you try to get cupcakes, and you try to ask Grandma. Linda, Didn't you? Linda, lick it, lick it, lick it. If we do something right out this, if we, if we get close enough, you can't even get them. You can burn your butt. What? <laughs> it goes on for a long time. But, but little Matteo is trying to negotiate a cupcake in this whole deal. And, uh, and his mom, Linda, is, uh, is, uh, <laughs> he's not listening. And the idea is uh, to really understand the fear of the Lord, we need to listen. And uh, listening and hearing is vital to really walk in wisdom. And this is a phrase I want you to capture this morning is that to listen to God brings on the fear of the Lord and starts us walking in God's wisdom. So I want this this morning to discover the reality and explore really three truths uh, where wisdom starts as we look at Proverbs chapter one, verses one to seven and Proverbs chapter two, verses one to six. And before we do that, if you wouldn't mind setting aside your Bibles and such, why don't you stand up and, uh, uh, let's let's pray and ask God to give us some insight and uh, maybe open our hearts to listen. Father, thank you for bringing us here today. And, and Lord, I just thank you for the number of students and the, the volunteers that are heading up and our staff that are heading up to Hume Lake. God bless them. Give them a great trip. And more than that, Lord, uh, just may they have a tremendous experience learning from your word. And may they begin to apply that to their lives and, and really live in that spiritual wisdom. And Lord, may we do the same. And I pray that you would open us up this morning to what you would have us to gain this morning, that we would truly listen to you. We truly uh, step into that fear of the Lord and walk in the wisdom that you desire for us to handle these puzzles of life. So bless us, God. Bless this time. And may you teach us well, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a seat, and I encourage you to take out of that worship folder that Victor talked to you about this morning inside that uh, card, really important to us. We'd love to pray for you. Please do that and fill it out a prayer request. But there's an outline inside there. Uh, there's some fill-in-the-blanks on that. The answers will be up on the screen, so I encourage you to, to uh, uh, jot down some notes. But also, I uh, want to encourage you to, in the lobby area, we produce these study guides 
almost every Sunday, and they are a great opportunity for you to dig deeper into the scriptures. The, the ones that we're doing now are walking through the book of Proverbs. So uh, Pastor Carey, who was up here uh, interviewing with uh, 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 Stephanie, uh, wrote this, and he went a little more deeper so you can understand the Bible book of Proverbs a little bit better, and I encourage you to pick one of these up. There's also the answers to the fill-in-the-blanks and all the extra verses I use are on the back of this. You can pick that up, and I encourage you to grab those. They're in the lobby area afterwards, and we're going to continue to do that. So if you want to kind of dig deeper, you can do that. But three truths where wisdom starts. The first is wisdom's activation is really for all. It's not just for the young. It's for all of us. And so let's look at that. Uh, Open your Bibles or flip over your notebooks to uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, the king of Israel. Solomon, who is the wisest man that will ever walk the face of the earth besides Jesus, uh, God just gave him that incredible wisdom. And so he is, has that wisdom, and he, he wrote down a lot of very uh, amazing insights, and God allowed him to, it's, and it's uh, all preserved in the Bible book of Proverbs. Now, he wrote most of the book of Proverbs, also the book of Ecclesiastes, and a number of other places. You can see his writings, little bits of those there. But he, uh, this, this book is, uh, uh, there's some others who wrote this, and some feel it was edited by a woman, uh, a godly woman, and, and we're not sure exactly of all that, but we know that they're written from God, and we can take them as that, and, and all given by God to give us guiding truths uh, to bring into our lives, to practice. They're not all promises, but they're bits of wisdom that we are to apply to life. And it's not just for the young and the naive, but really for all of us. It is the purpose of the Bible book, this Bible book, as to what Proverbs 1, 2, and 3 say, to know wisdom purpose of this book is to know wisdom and instructions, to understand words of insight, and to receive instruction in wise dealings in righteousness, justice, and equity. That wisdom will be installed as there is an increase in learning. So in other words, as we learn, get these bits of, of, of understandings, and we apply them, we will be wise as, as we learn through instruction, through taking in of God's word. And seeking to understand in areas of morality, uh, right, godly living, and looking at justice, God's justice, and, 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 and equity according to God's measure. And if there is ever a time in our world that we need wisdom, it's now. I'm sure some of you have been watching the news and hearing the atrocities that have been happening around our borders and just and, and even people misusing scripture to to, to uh, allow some heinous things happening. And it's not just in the United States; it's all over the world. This happens, and we need insight so that we can have wisdom in our in our thinking and understanding. And believe me, we as a church are are, are, are praying for God's wisdom how we can respond because people are traumatized and 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 they're being abused and and yet we need God's wisdom and how to discern and understand all this and we need to keep learning keep growing the question is are you it's easy for us to get stuck it's easy for us to stop and yet God wants us to keep learning to keep growing no matter what age we are what are the new things you are seeking to learn And the Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, encourages all to keep learning, verses 4 and 5. To give prudence to the simple, that's talking about the young, the very young. Knowledge and discretion to the youth. 
And let the wise, that's those of us who are older, hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands to obtain guidance. Yeah, sure, these proverbs and these nuggets of truth from God are important for the young and the, the naive, but also for us older people, and especially those who are of high intelligence. You know, intelligence is great, but unless it's put into practice, it is useless. So you could be the smartest person in the world, but if it's all held up in your head, what good is that? Usually it only leads to pride. Yet the joy and the value of this book of Proverbs is to instill a teachability, a willingness to learn and apply what is learned for life, regardless of how far along we are in life. See, it, it, it's, it's the teacher willing to learn from the student. The parent willing to learn from the child, the mentor willing to learn from the apprentice, the boss willing to learn from the employee. But it's also that the, uh, the student willing to learn from the teacher and the child willing to learn from the parent and the apprentice willing to learn from the mentor and the employee willing to learn from the boss. See, it's an openness uh, and a willingness a humility to not be so worried about being heard, but to listen. Listen, listen, listen. I love his expression. He's not listening at all. And yet sometimes we get like that with God. Listen, 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 God, God, listen to me. And we're not even willing to wait and to actually hear what God has to say. And we simply push aside God's wisdom because we want it, we, we want it the way we want it. When we are able to truly listen and to hear of God, Proverbs 1 6 says, we then have an ability to understand a proverb and a saying and the words of the wise and their riddles. You see, when we truly listen to God, understand that fear of the Lord, we're able to solve the, the difficult puzzles of life. This engaged knowledge, it's not just taken in knowledge, but knowledge that's engaged in our world allows us to navigate through the mysteries and puzzles of life at every stage of life for wisdom's activation is for all because in listening to God, we gain the fear of the Lord and we begin to walk in God's wisdom. The second truth where wisdom starts is that wisdom's foundation is the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 1, seven. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's also the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. <clears throat> the fear of the Lord is to have a continual awareness of God. It's not like just on a Sunday or just when we're in trouble and we need some prayer, but it's a continual understanding of God's presence and awareness of him and a deep reverence for him, a, a sense of awe, of how great and majestic and wonderful and awesome and incredible and beautiful and magnificent that God is. And a sincere commitment to obey him. And it's personal. If you have your Bible and you're looking at uh, um, Proverbs 1, 7, you'll probably notice that it says the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. And, and, and the word Lord is written capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. It's not just the idea of the sense of any Lord, 
or any God. When it, and your Bibles, especially in the Old, well, in the Old Testament, when it has that capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, that's the name of God. The best we can understand what the name of God is, is Yahweh. And so it says the fear of Yahweh, not a concept of God, not a, not a idea of a higher power, but actually God. Uh, God whose name is Yahweh, the God of the Bible, the creator of all that, of all that we see, the sustainer of life who is revealed and explained all throughout scripture. It's him personally. It's a reverent respect and and an awareness of him personally and an obedience to him personally. See, it's easy for us to think of God. Oh God, you know, he's everywhere. No, he's a, he's actual being a, 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 a person as best as we can understand in his personhood. He is an individual whose name is Yahweh. And we are to, to, to fear him, for wisdom is found in him, and wise people continue to seek him. A fool forsakes knowing God and his insights of life. Are you seeking to know God better? See, it's that wrestling with the puzzles of life. You know, these things, you know, after first service, a bunch of guys around here trying to figure these things out. And you know, it takes some wrestling with the puzzles of life. But it takes applying God's wisdom, God's insight, and then applying that for wisdom. And, and, and things will happen. Puzzles will be solved. But we need to wrestle with those hard questions. Seeking his word for answers. Proverbs 9, 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. So the fear of the Lord is to fear him enough to be desperate to know him and desperate to understand his instructions. He's the one who has the answer. We're struggling in our marriage. We're struggling financially. We're struggling at work. We're struggling inside, internally. God has the answer. He really does. It's not from some self-help book or some you know other guru in mind. God has the answer. And it's really found in his word. And that's why he wants us to gain those nuggets of truth and then apply them to our life and the puzzles will be solved. Yes, it will be a wrestle. Just like these puzzles that get frustrating at times, so does life get frustrating. Grief is a difficult thing to walk through. And the truth is we all are going to face it at some point in our life. And we need some wisdom of God to be able to walk through that. We need those points of truth to be able to deal with that. And it's found in him in the Lord, in Yahweh. Proverbs 12, 15 says, the, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Linda, Linda, listen. <laughs> but a wise man listens to advice. Listening is key. And we'll talk about that more in a moment, but the fear of the Lord is to listen to him. Proverbs fourteen twenty seven: the fear of the Lord is a, a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. It's a choice to value God and God's truth enough to put them into practice. And when we do, we're able to experience the good life God created us to live. We don't become good by, by applying God's practices or God's, or by practicing God's biblical truth. There's nothing that can make us good except Christ alone. 
See, the reality is that we are on this unfortunate current path leading away from God and his purposes and heading straight to an eternal destiny without God. That place is called hell. And there's nothing we can do to get off this, this, this current. It's swift and it's moving and we can't try to swim against it. It doesn't work. We can't, you know, there's no other way. We need someone to rescue us. We need someone to save us. And that's what Jesus came to do. He paid the penalty of our sin on the cross. He, he took us from our shameful position and gave us into an honor position. He is more powerful than the current and he can rescue us. And he's reaching out his hand. And if we just grab it in faith, he's going to pull us out of that and bring us into a new life. Behold, all things are new in Christ. And that's the reality. If some of you have made that decision, some of you are still in the way, and I encourage you, boy, get out of that current, jump into the life God has for you because it's a good life, a wonderful life, an amazing life full of incredible things, but you have to live it to enjoy it. It's, it's like going on vacation. Any of you got vacation plans ready or thinking about that, a few of you? And you're, you're, you're making your plans, you know, you're making reservations, maybe it's plane reservations or pleasure reservations on a cruise or your reservations in a hotel or you're, you're doing all of that and you've made all these great plans and you're mapped it out and you're, where are you going to stay and all the things you're going to see and it's a great thing. But it sure would be a shame if you just made the plans and never enjoyed them, right? You just thought about it in your mind. That would be sad because you already put the expense out and you're already that. Well, the expense for your salvation has already been made. Now live the good life God has for you. He has an incredible life for you and for me. And he wants us to experience that life. But we have to choose to live it, to take these nuggets of truth that God's given us and apply them to life and enjoy the, the blessing of the wisdom that God has for us. Proverbs 15, 33, the fear of the Lord is instruction in wisdom and humility comes before honor. See, to have the fear of the Lord is to give God that honorable place of the key influencer in our life and to humbly follow his lead. The question is, will you? And what really holds that high place of honor in your life? If God is there, you are fearing the Lord. You're having that awareness of God, you're, you, that deep reverence for him, that sincere commitment to obey him. It's there. For to listen to God brings on the fear of the Lord and starts us walking in God's wisdom. Well, let's talk a little bit about listening. For wisdom's launch is listening. Take your Bible and just flip over to uh, Proverbs chapter 2. Let me read for you the first six verses there. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and incline your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight to, and, and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then... You will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. At the very beginning, when he says, if you receive my words and, and treasure up my commandments, verse 1, then verse 2, making your ear attentive, that turning your ear and, and receiving means to listen intently purposely to God. There is another Hebrew word for listening. It's a Hebrew word, Shema. 
actually Josh talked about it last week. This turning to and Shema are vital to embracing the fear of the Lord and to walking in wisdom. And Proverbs 2 verses 1 to 6 is all about listening, actually giving us four key choices in listening. The first is found in in, in verse 1 where he says to treasure up, to choose to, to value, to treasure God and his truth enough to to give time and to take time in this valuable treasure. In other words, to, to, to take time and, and soak in God's word and see these morsels of truth as true treasure. The word treasure means to store up, uh, to protect, to have ample supply. <laughs> Last week, uh, you know, when Josh was preaching, it was just so much fun because he talked about zip ties. Some of you were here that, that I, I obsess over a few things. I know it's you know rare that I do that, but I, but I um, I really like zip ties, and so you know I taught to my son and taught him the value of zip ties, and and then he, I didn't know that that this uh, until he spoke it this time that he has a bag of zip ties in his truck. Yes, because everybody needs zip ties, and you should have them all over the place. I have an ample supply of zip ties. This is just one of my many. Packages of zip ties that are in my house, in my garage, in my backpack, in my briefcase, in my office, in my drawers at home. I have them everywhere because you never know when you might need a zip tie. <laughs> I have ample supply. The idea of treasuring up God's truth is that we would have ample supply. So in case we need it, it's right there. And that's why we take in God's word and we want to, oh, that's a, ooh, that's a good bit of wisdom. Oh, I want to remember that. Oh, that's a good thing from God. Oh, I'm reading my devotions. I read, oh, ooh, that's really good. I want to take that in and, and supply it and to treasure it up because I may need that someday. Just like that zip tie. I know you're going to need one. You will probably, this week, you're going to say, oh, I wish I had a zip tie. I know that because they're so valuable. But, but we treasure them up. And as it says in verse 3 and 4, it is to seek as silver and to search for it as hidden treasure, to choose to desire God in his way of life as much as we want something of value. Oh, man, and when we value things, we, we, they hold such a high place that if we were to lose it, we would do anything to find them. It's like when Christy, um, somehow she, uh, she lost or her wedding ring slipped off when she was in the car, and it went down in our little Honda car. It went down in between the driver's seat and the console there, and there's just a very small little tiny hole, right? That if you hit it right the exact place, it falls right straight through the floorboard into the, into the very bottom of the chassis of the car. And that's what happened to Christy's ring. And she's, you know, crying. My God, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm thinking, well, you know, and I know, I know to not even say this, but in my mind I went, well, we can just get another ring. And if I were to say that out loud, Christy would just say, are you kidding me? That's because that, that ring has value. Yeah, sure. It has the value of the gold and the, the, the diamonds that are in it but, it, but, but it has more than that because 35 years ago on July 16th, I gave her that ring and it has immense value because a lot of, reality of our love is, is, is tied up in that. It, and and, and it's, it, it's important. And so I'm thinking, how am I going to get this ring out of this 
car. And I'm thinking I'm going to have to remove the seats. I'm going to have to remove the whole inside of the car. It's going to cost probably more than the car to get it out. I'm going to have to cut in the bottom to, I don't know how I'm going to get this thing out. And so I was in Costco and I was walking along and I saw one of those cool little, how much it costs. I'm buying it. So I bought it and actually Josh, my son, took it and he was so excited about using it that he stuck it down in that little hole and he found the ring and he got one of those little grabber thingies and stuck it in there and he got the ring. And uh, but, but we went through all that and we went through the expense of that because of the value we treasured that ring. It was so important to us in the same way we need to treasure God's truth. Jesus said in, in, in Matthew 6, 21, that what we treasure is where our heart is. And it says to treasure God and his way of life over everything. Where is your heart in that? Do you, do you truly treasure the, the truths of God so much that you will go to any lengths to get it? Well, that's one of the choices that means to listen is to treasure and to value the sayings of God. The the second one is also found in verse two to, to make your ear. In other words, to choose to hear or to receive these truths. It's a choice to listen. We all have the power and the ability to seek understanding if we so choose, but it does take effort and energy. It's just like if you're going to go learn to cook, you went to a cooking class, you were there, you went there intending to learn. You are ready to receive the information so that you can cook up this amazing meal. In the same way, we need to to, to make the choice to hear and to receive of God because he has the greatest life lessons of all to bring life to us to a full emotionally, intellectually, socially, spiritually, physically, all of that. That's why the challenge is to to really read the book of Proverbs. Yes, the whole Bible, but since we're going through a summer through the book of Proverbs, why not take a a chapter a day? Proverbs is 31 chapters. There are 31 days in most every month, except for a few. Uh, So why not take, like today's the 24th, why don't you read Proverbs 24, all the verses there. If you can only read a few, just read a few. But, but, but practice that every day. And on the 25th, read Proverbs 25. On the 26th, read Proverbs very good. You got it. So it's understandable there. But, but it's, it's, it's choose to hear, choose to receive. So if you want to make a choice to listen, yes, it's a treasure, but also to choose to hear, or to listen. Verse 2 goes on. It says, make your ear attentive. In other words, to choose to give attention. Like right now, some of you, most of you, hopefully, you're giving attention to what we're talking about this morning. It's a choice, but it's a constant choice because sometimes we don't give our full attention to something. You know, it's easy, you know, in a conversation and all of a sudden you start hearing, wah, wah, wah. you don't really hear anything, you know, Linda, Linda, listen, listen. You're not hearing. You're, you're more thinking about your own words. You're not being attentive. It's a choice to give attention to what's being said and what God is trying to teach you. It's a constant choice of awareness of God. So will you choose to give God's truth some attention? And lastly, to incline our hearts, to choose to, to learn, to incline our understanding. It's to, it's to give it the center of our attention, to value God's truth enough that it, we are locked in, to locked into truly listening. And that's a choice. 
See, when we listen in this way, choosing to treasure, desire God, to to truly hear him receiving his teaching, paying attention, inclining our hearts, we really are listening and we will find the fear of the Lord, the beginning of wisdom. For to listen to God brings on the fear of the Lord and starts us walking in God's wisdom. I love how Proverbs 111 verse 10 puts it this way. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have good understanding. His praise endures forever. The question is, are you listening? Wisdom's launch is listening. And it brings about the fear of the Lord, and it starts us on the path of wisdom. Too much, and I know I'm this way, I'm like little Mateo. Listen, listen, God, listen to me. You know, and I, I, I want him to hear me, and I'm crying out to him, and, 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 and I just need to stop and listen to God and to take in his truths, for his wisdom solves the puzzles of life. It all starts with us realizing that wisdom's activation is for all of us. And wisdom's foundation is that fear of the Lord, that reverent respect of him. And wisdom's launch is to listen. So let's walk in wisdom. Will you pray with me? Father God, I thank you for the way you are very patient with us. Just like little Matteo, his mom, so patient with him. Um, And yet, Lord, we cry out so much asking for you to listen to us. Lord, you're the God of heaven. You're the miraculous God that knows everything. You know what we think even before we think it. And Lord, more than that, we need to listen to you. And Lord, I know in that listening, we will gain that reverent respect of you. And in that, we will truly become wise, applying what those great wisdom, those great tidbits of wisdom have given us. So Lord, help us be wise. Help us take in your truth. Bless that we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.